It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. Guess what? I have a special surprise to start the show. Something you're going to want to be on it. Basically, it's The Rendezvous Las Vegas sweepstakes. So, enter for your chance to win a trip for two to Las Vegas. You'll get two ringside VIP tickets with a cast meet and greet to see the hilarious new show, Opium at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. And Opium was recently named the hottest show in Las Vegas. It's from the creators of Absent. So along with the two VIP tickets, you'll get round-trip airfare for two and a two-night stay at the recently redesigned Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Just enter for your chance to win right now at therendezvousshow.com before Sunday, May 19th. Bonne chance. You call the next 855-905-8255. For more info and rules, go to therendezvousshow.com, keyword rules. 855-905-8255. Sarah, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Sarah. What is going on tonight? How can I help you? So I have this problem. I've been talking to this guy, um, texting, you know, back and forth, and we've been flirting. And I said that I wanted to meet him, you know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But as soon as it comes to time and I try to schedule a time, he's, you know, he doesn't answer me at all as far as, um, you know, if he's up for it, if he wants to. But he's, he's happy to flirt on the phone, but he just won't meet me in person. So I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should keep texting or if I should just move on. I see. You have been doing this for how long, Toro, this back and forth on the phone? Um, gosh, probably about two months. Wow. So um, what is your intuition telling you? Why do you think this is happening and what do you think you should do? You Just go to your intuition and tell me. You know, I don't know. I think maybe he just likes the idea of flirting because, you know, we, we get into really uh, deep talks like ooh-la-la, if you know what I mean. I know what and, you mean. And, uh, you know, maybe he just likes the flirtation, but he doesn't want the reality. Yes, Sarah. He likes the attention. He likes the validation. He likes to, to see your desire because there's a big chance this guy is either married or with somebody else. And that's why he has never met you. Because online, you know, you have a lot of people that wants, you know, kind of like the emotional affair. So they're going to engage with somebody like you wants a regular relationship, but they'll never meet you. And Sarah, if it was just you, you would have met him after two weeks, right, of communication. That's what it takes. One week, two weeks of going, chatting, and then you meet for coffee or drink, right? Well, yeah, that's normally how it would go. Yes, of course. The fact that after two months you still haven't met means that this is not a guy you should invest any more of your time with. So I, my advice is to not communicate with him whatsoever and move on. I smell something not good behind this guy, like somebody is either in, uh, probably involved with somebody else and you're ju you just his distraction and you make him feel really, you know, wanted and desired and, and like you said, the ooh -la, la talk, but you're not getting anything out of this and you're not going to meet him ever. So it's a waste of time. Okay, well, thanks for your advice, Simon. You're welcome. Go find somebody who wants to be with you, not somebody who wants to play with you. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Good luck to you and have a good night. Okay, thank you. Have a good night. I mean, when it comes to online dating, there's a couple rules we all have to keep in mind. So let me share that with you next.
If you decide to go online dating here, uh, there's a couple rules I would like you to keep in your mind just so that it's like A, safer and B, more effective. Number one, uh, the goal after you start chatting a little bit is to get a vibe, a feel, something where your intuition says, I'd like to meet that person. So always remember that. If you don't have a good vibe, regardless of the pictures or the look or the sweet talk, don't even go further. Rule number one. Number two, I think it's key, once you have a good vibe, to meet soon. And when I say soon, that same week or at the latest, the following week, but not anything after that because it's like meeting somebody, you know, uh, getting a phone number in a bar. If, if you haven't talked to the person, if you haven't really had the chance to meet in person, you really don't know the person. So meet soon, meet in person. Don't do chit-chatting for too long. Rule number three, when you meet, I'll tell you what to do next. Stay with me. So you've decided to meet somebody from online dating, and what are the rules? So you play it safe. A, do not meet next to your house or your condo. Meet in a different neighborhood, but a safe neighborhood where, you know, nobody will know where you live. So that's rule number one, right? Be careful so that's just to be safe. Go to a public place, of course, cafe or bars and have drink. Best is in the afternoon when everybody's sober. You want to get to know somebody? Don't meet them just happy hours. Meet them for coffee. I love that because people are really themselves when they have not had any drinks at all. Even if we're all a bit nervous, you get to know the person better. And finally, after the first date, once again, follow your intuition. If it feels good, meet him again or meet her again. If it doesn't, no matter what he said or she said, do not give second chance. Always follow your intuition and you'll have a better chance to find your true love. Um, you call the next, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Mara, bonjour. Bonjour. Bonjour, Mara. I know you just got married, so congratulations. I want you to share with me, how did he propose? Oh, Simon, it was so romantic. He took me to uh, the, one of the very first restaurants we'd gone to, uh, but it was under the guise of our friend's party. So, like, okay. we're walking up to the restaurant, and he starts saying all these really sweet things, and I'm, like, literally in my head, I think, it kind of sounds like he's proposing. He should save this for when he's going to propose. <laughs> and then he was like, I don't have a good transition for this, and just dropped down to one knee, and I was completely in shock. Uh, it was so sweet. And then I still thought we were going to my friend's party. I was like, we should probably keep this quiet. Not take away. And he's like, none of that was real. <laughs> it was all, he, he was in with my friends and everything. And then we went back to my apartment. And uh -huh. he had had my parents fly in and his parents fly in and our siblings. And all of our best friends were waiting in our apartment with champagne and surprise me. It was wow. just absolutely perfect. It was so romantic. And um, we had a little time to ourselves, and then we got to tell everyone all at once. And it was just, it was just perfect. So wait a minute, just because I love that, but did you cry when uh, you realized it was happening? Or did you were laughing? Or what was your emotional reaction when he proposed? Oh, I burst into tears. <laughs> I was like <laughs> smiling. And then the second he dropped out on me, I started crying. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. Cry. And it was, I was like, Shaking and crying, and it was just I like, couldn't stop smiling. Like happy tears, obviously, but uh, I yeah. I love that. And the ring okay. is stunning. It was gorgeous too. So that doesn't hurt. <laughs> what is the shape of the ring? 
Uh, well, it's uh, um, I always really liked vintage rings, uh, but we didn't have any in our family. And he found a jeweler that had vintage settings, and he like got an, a hundred year old setting and then put a new diamond into it, so it looks like wow. you know. I mean, it's a hundred years old. It's so beautiful and Wonderful perfectly man. me. So <laughs> he, he nailed well, it. He he nailed it exactly. That's that's why I needed to ask. I'm always intrigued by what kind of ring that you know somebody gives their future wife. Thank you so much, Mara. Congratulations and thank you for sharing all that joy of life, la joie de vivre, this proposal. Thank you so much and good luck to you guys in the future. Oh, thank you. What a sweet story. I'm gonna go to my Facebook message now because somebody needs my help about a first date and I want to help her. That's next. Let's say you have a first date and you don't know what to do and you have a question. You can send it to me on my Facebook at The Rendezvous Show. Uh, Trisha, what is this Facebook message? Okay, so this message comes from Cheryl that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Cheryl. I'm going on my first date in over eight years tomorrow night and I'm so nervous. I met this guy on a dating app and he seems really nice and we're planning on going to a restaurant bar and having some drinks, which sounds lovely. But I'm just freaking out that I'll make a fool of myself somehow and scare him away. So basically, I just need any advice on first dates that you can give me since it's been so long for me. Any advice is appreciated. Cheryl, thank you so much for the email. I'm going to help you. So stay with me. I'm going to give you a few tips on, on how to succeed on a first date and not be so nervous. Stay with me. That's next. So let's say you haven't been on a date for years, like Cheryl, who just sent me that Facebook message, and you have a date finally, and you're always nervous to make a fool of yourself. Here, Cheryl, what you should remember. A date is not a school exam, right? It's not like the bar exam in law school, or it's not, you know, a medical exam. It's just a get-together, number one. And if you want to make sure you're not going to get nervous, here's what you do. Turn the table, okay? So what makes us nervous is to be on the spot. So make your partner on the spot by just asking casual questions about him, about his favorite sports, uh, how long has he been living here, where is he from, where are parents from, you know, what music he enjoys, what's his favorite drink. So you kind of get to know him just like if he was next to you in an airplane, right? So you would casually talk to somebody you don't know. What you don't want to do is to be on the spot. So just be the one asking the questions not the one answering the question on date one. And just go with the flow. And like this, I think you'll be fine. So good luck to you, Sharon. Thanks for the Facebook message. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. You have a question about your relationship? Just call me now. Jeremy, bonjour. Bonjour. Thanks for taking my call. You're most welcome. So what's going on? How can I help you, Jeremy? Uh, so, so I'm married and, uh, and I love my wife. Um, and she kind of has a, a rougher past when it comes to things in bed, ooh la la. And so in our relationship, we actually, uh, waited until marriage, which was her request, but she said she was excited to get into that once we were. Now that we are, uh, kind of the scars of her past still make her not attracted to it. Mm-hmm. And... She believes that I've done everything right, and so she has this running joke, it seems, that I just need to find somebody else for that part of my life, for ooh-la-la. And I don't know if I should even press the issue to see if she's serious. I don't know how to navigate further. I see. Um, just let me understand, Jeremy. So you have had any ooh with your wife in the last two years, or sometimes you do have ooh 
It's happened very infrequently. It's once every three months or so. So uh, I'm going to ask you something like from a man to another man. Why yeah. would you stay with somebody if they tell you you should have ulala, which is the ultimate intimacy act between a husband and a wife with somebody else? Tell me why, Jeremy, you would want to stay with her. Uh, I mean, because honestly, I love her and she's my best friend and I and I uh, love everything else about the marriage. It's just, you know, when I when I try to be close to her in that kind of a way, you know, I've tried I've tried any kind of angle towards it that I can think of. Nothing works there, but I do love her. So it's a tough situation. Oh, no, no, absolutely. I, I don't blame her at all. I, I understand somebody was, you know, had a terrible past like that, so it can happen, and then they need to see a shrink. But uh, the question I have for you, Jeremy, is do you want to stay the object of rejection for the rest of your life? Uh, I mean, that's what I'm struggling with, is figuring out what the right thing to do here is. Sure. So I think that the best thing you guys could do is talk, and both of you should go see a couple of therapists and have one session and talk about what you guys should do because I don't see how you can stay in a marriage and just be the one being rejected. I don't. See, I can advise you to just have mistresses and on the side it will end up badly. And I can ask her to do something she doesn't want to do because that would be against what I believe in. So you guys have to talk and you guys have to figure it out for the both of you sanity, okay? Okay. Good luck to you, Jeremy, and thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Talking about being the object of rejection, do you know how that works? Let's talk about that next. You know, it's one of the things that when you date, when you, you know, over a lifetime, at one point it can happen, you really love somebody, but the other person either can't or don't want to kind of friends on you or you become like, I think Jeremy just became kind of the object of rejection. So it's a painful thing. How do you know you are that? It's because you want your partner way more than they want you. So you have noticed that unless they are like intoxicated, they will never touch you or kiss you or ooh-la-la with you. Unless, you know, it's like once in a great while, it never happens. They never make a move on you. And then what happens? You're blind to this because it hurts so much to say that I'm the object of rejection. But this is the trap that all of us should avoid. None of us wants to be the subject of rejection all the time. None of us deserve that. I'm going to share a story of how I've learned this, a personal story. Stay with me, because that story is coming up next. So honestly, I've been friend-zoned many times in my life, and I survived it. But there's one thing I learned about being the object of rejection. That was when I was in Paris dating this girl, Sofiane, a sweetheart, but she was really not into me. But can I say I had a huge crush, so I did everything I could. And she didn't really want to kiss me. She didn't want to hold hands. She didn't want to, there was no ooh-la-la. And for months and months and months, I tried. And I got rejected and rejected and rejected. And then my shrink at the time told me that sentence. Do you want to be the object of rejection more? Isn't that enough? And when he told me the truth, I freaked out. I was like, what? And I was upset at him. He said, yes, she doesn't want to be with you. And you know it. So accept the fact that Many people will not like you, and they can be friends. I've learned a valuable lesson. I don't enjoy to be the object of rejection, and then I become friends, and that's okay. That's a lesson I hope it will help you too if you ever face the situation. Call me if you have any questions, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Adrienne, bonjour. 
Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Adrienne. Welcome to the rendezvous. What is up tonight? How can I help you? Well, uh, I've been dating this guy for six months, and he's great. Um, but he has a daughter with another woman. Um, they never dated. They just they hooked up, and the result was his daughter, and she's four. Okay. Um, and we all get along, but the mother of uh, his daughter makes it our whole relationship really difficult. Like, she tries to put so many obstacles in the way. I think she always had a thing for him and hoped they would get together. Uh-huh. Never going to happen. But I don't know, like, is this just too complicated? Like, I'm 28. Is do I just pick up and go now? Like, because this could be for the rest of my life. This could be a mess. Like, I just don't, like... I feel like he's worth it, but then if she's never going to come around, and also she's making his relationship with his daughter work, like the whole thing's a mess. Okay. So, uh, Adrian, I can see the whole mess part. Now, tell me any reasons you would want to stay. What what are the reasons you would want to stay with him? Well, I do. I mean, I love him. Like, he's my person. You know, if if his, I guess, I, I hate saying baby mama. That's such a weird thing. But if she wasn't so awful, this whole thing would be fine. Like, I love his daughter. We get along great. You know, and I'm really only, I'm I'm sort of a part-time parent or part-time, like, friend, really, at this point. Like, yeah. but for the two of us, like, you know, when, when it's just us, everything's great. I understand. Um, do you, when you think of him, do you think you would want to have kids with him? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. That, and he's the first guy I've dated that I've thought about that with. Okay, so here's the good news and the bad news. The good news is the baby mama will meet somebody, it's a matter of time, and then stop thinking about the guy you're dating. So that's just the universe. At one point, she will just find somebody else, may even have kids with somebody else, and she will lose the obsession about him. So you'll have it all for himself. The bad news is it's going to take time. You're still going to have to deal with her. She's still going to be in, in his life. So you have to decide, and I would do this if I were you. I would put, take a piece of paper, Write down the pros, write down the cons, and then really, and without any emotions, just decide if you want to stay in this situation for the long term, or, which is totally fine too, at 28, just say, listen, it's too much mess, I'm out, and I'm taking my chance with somebody else. Okay. It's worth the exercise, because we're talking about a love story here, so I don't want to just throw a, a solution just like that. I can see you have mixed feelings. Yeah, no, I know. Okay, that's okay. good. Adrienne, good luck to you. Do the, the exercise. And if you need any more help, just call me back. I'm always here. <laughs> okay, will do. Thank you. Thank you and have a good night. Bye. Coming up, I have a special surprise for you. So stay with me. You do not want to miss this. Thank you for listening tonight to The Rendezvous. And, and really, I appreciate that more than you can even think. And so also, to show my appreciation, I have for you something special. It's called The Rendezvous Las Vegas Sweepstakes. So, enter for your chance to win a trip for two to Las Vegas. You'll get two ringside VIP tickets with a cast meet and greet to see the hilarious new show Opium at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. And Opium was recently named the hottest show in Las Vegas, and it's from the creators of Absent. So, along with the two VIP tickets, you'll get round-trip airfare for two and a two-night stay at the recently redesigned Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. Just enter for your chance to win at therendezvousshow.com before Sunday, May 19th. Bonne chance et bonne nuit. For more info and rules, go to therendezvousshow.com, keyword rules. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.